Anton, do you think I'm a bad mother? My name is Paul. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Oh, it's Friday. We're back. And last day with our special guest brand, Danielle Fueling. We are recovering from Valentine's Day. It has been... Sometimes after you say my full name, I feel like you should give out my social security number or something. I almost said it. I love that <laughs> I know your social security number and you don't. I know mine. I just don't know yours. That is not true. All right. Um, are you sure you know yours? Yeah. All right. What Let me it, say what it on air. In? What does it end in? I'm not saying. You don't know. I think we just caught her in line. Thankfully, she's a Christian. Um, so, Brianne, the question for today, it's a doozy. And again, this is this is... I think been on the docket for a while and uh, I'm really glad you're the one answering it. So, Oh, I'm answering this? Oh, Great. yes. Is physical attraction to your spouse necessary? Now, I want you to be, I want you to be careful because I'm here. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is a good idea for me to be answering because I think I'm just confused where this even comes from because it says this is kind of the explanation. It comes from our Song of Solomon series. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it says the Q&A on Sunday. Which communities don't usually hear on Sundays. Yeah. Okay, Can you that tell makes that sense. I've postponed this question for a while? That he's, <laughs> Pastor Michael said that physical attraction to your spouse is not necessary. Can he elaborate on that statement and his reasoning? I said it's not necessary. That's what it says here. Did I say that, Dan? I'm asking our producer right now. I don't know. It was probably my wife, Holly, that sent this in. <laughs> I had no it's recollection. hard for me to know what your mind was thinking and the reasoning So let's that. just get down to Let's just forget about what I said because I okay. don't remember what I said. I don't even remember yesterday's podcast so so the question is is physical checking to your spouse necessary yeah that's like you're already married you're already married done and i guess necessary would be like a weird word to me like necessary for you to stay married to them necessary right. for you to like have a sexual relationship with them necessary like what is necessary mean? right so that's a little confusing for me but i'm gonna back the question up a little bit and start at the beginning and and make my own question of is physical attraction necessary for a relationship like let's say you're dating or you're you have a friend and you love everything about them and you're moving towards a yeah. a marriage relationship and so there is not one kind of person that men are attracted to and this i think is like a misnomer that like women are like oh, oh like they compare themselves and they have these insecurities about what they're supposed to look like and etc uh, i am astounded at what men find attractive, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll never, ever forget this one relationship who, if you thought hard enough, you could figure out who it is, right? Um, she I, I was, can't do that when we're recording because then I was, just get all distracted. She was not cute. <laughs> um, and right now she's taking a selfie. Hi. Okay. Not attractive. And um, and that's, that's fine, but that's to me. Mm -hmm. Dating this guy. And I would say, hey, tell me, like, what do you like about her? I'm just curious because I cared for both of them. And, and uh, he's like, she is so beautiful. Now, I also did not enjoy her style in any way, shape, or form. It actually bothered me. Uh, and anyways, so um, can you tell I'm opinionated? So he would be like, I just, I love the way she dresses. And I remember thinking to myself, there's someone for everyone. Like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, And so like, I remember I dated a girl in ninth grade, right? And my friend David was like, ugh. 
she's like so ugly. And I thought she was really pretty. Mm -hmm. And it was mind numbing to me. So then he dated this girl. He thought she was super beautiful. And I'm like, I couldn't stand the girl. My point in saying all this, I'm not saying they're great thoughts. I'm not saying I'm like the most righteous person in the world. I'm just saying that like, it is amazing to me what men and women find attractive. So there are initial things like culture forms a standard of beauty. And when we see those things, our, our brain agrees that they're attractive, right? But then there, there's a difference between initial, she's cute and she's beautiful and I'm attracted to her. Okay. Right. So what most women don't realize is that there are, there are a few ingredients that go into a man finding a woman physically attractive uh, even if he doesn't find her physically attractive at first, it is amazing to me if these ingredients are in place, he will be smitten with her. She may be a little overweight. She may have weird physical attributes. And actually, when it's all said and done, if a few ingredients are in place, physical attraction is almost always there. So for example, if a man is deeply respected by a woman, uh, his res- his attraction to her, like there's just like a magnetism he's going to have toward her. Not like desperate. I just mean respect. There's difference, right? Uh, a woman who is responsive to a man is one of the most attractive things. So uh, you get down to a third category, which is just fundamentally character. Okay. So um, when you find somebody whose character you agree with, who respects you and responds to you, there is something inside of a man that even though uh, other men may not be attracted to this woman, he will literally look at her and he will think, you're beautiful, you're amazing. He'll be sexually Mm -hmm. responsive to her. Like this is where most women don't realize. So what most women I think are obsessed with is the reality of the porn industry and that the porn industry Mm -hmm. purports a very specific body type that a woman is supposed to be like. And so what's interesting is that uh, this is actually unbelievably a true statement. The very woman... The very kind of woman that a man can look at in the porn world and in, in, in his time in pornography, he would never be attracted to do in real life mm-hmm. at all. He would actually be grotesquely opposed to them. That's what's really, really, really interesting. Um, and so like what's what, what I think is like crazy is that a man who can be addicted to pornography can look at his wife and think she's absolutely gorgeous and amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. A man who's had a past addiction to pornography, you know, like, so that might be a little more fair to whatever. But I would say for most men that what they define as attractive is not what you think it is. So like a, a woman can be pregnant, eight months pregnant, and the man can still want to be with her, right? Mm-hmm. And think she's amazingly attractive. A woman can have just had a baby and her husband is just drawn to her sexually and is attracted to her, even though... Post-pregnancy, her body isn't doing things that are typical of what you would call stereotypically att- attractive. You know, mm-hmm. I, my whole point in saying that I know it's longer and you should be talking because you're the guest. But <laughs> um, my point in saying that is I do believe that there are fundamental misconceptions about men and attraction. Now, men and you lust. Know, women find you more. Yes. Mm-hmm. Men in lust. That's just a perverted category. Right. Men in attraction. That is a different that is a different world. Mm-hmm. And I think also that a, a lot of culture teaches women how to have a man lust at a, after them. And ding, 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 ding. Can I get a bell? We don't teach women how yes. to have men find them attractive. attractive. So then when they begin to compare themselves to this whole physical aspect, they are doing it in cultural terms of things that create lust versus things that create attraction. Yep. So like, and so that's why like yes. the concept of beauty versus sexuality is such a thin line um, in terms of how even married women draw 
their husbands to them. And so when they think they need to draw their husbands in towards them, yep. they often choose a sexual route, which I'm not saying doesn't work sometimes, but I do think it's more shallow and temporary mm-hmm. than if and when they choose to draw their husbands in through a route that you said of respect responsiveness and having character even married women whether it's married or single women pursue a route of being sexual or in the way whether they dress or the way that they move or the way that they are towards their husbands and yet there's always like a tension there there's always Mm -hmm. an an attraction tension because that is not things that the depth of attraction sustains upon let me just be very crass and clear in terms of how this works a, a godly man sees uh, a woman who is trying to lure sexually. She wears shirts that expose herself, et cetera, you know, et cetera. You know what we're talking about. He sees her and there, there in most guys is the capacity for lust. That's a human mm-hmm. thing, right? So the guy can look at her and he can say, there's a part of me that wants to lust after that. Fine. I understand that. I see that. But here's what that guy, and even sometimes guys who get themselves into huge trouble because temporarily they give into the lust. But what they don't want is anything beyond that. That's the interesting part is that lust blinds you. Lust says, satisfy me now, right away, and then we're done. It's a one-night stand. Instant gratification. Instant gratification. But what's interesting is, and this is where the distinction between a man's lust and a man's attraction right. are very, very different. Now, a godly man is going to kill lust right. and, and he's going to feed attraction, mm-hmm. right? But uh, most women don't realize that, okay, all men are going to deal with lust to a degree. They don't have to give into it, but that's going to be a real thing. But it doesn't mean that that's what they want. It might mean there's a carnal part of them that wants instant gratification, but every woman has a carnal part that wants instant gratification just in different ways. Absolutely. What it means, though, is that if a woman wants to draw a man, her man, to himself long term, then what she needs to do is figure out how to communicate that she honors and respects him. It does not mean being a doormat. It means you communicate that I appreciate you. I think you're great at these things. I honor you. When a man takes initiative, you respond. You create a responsive context around you sexually, emotionally, encouraging, relationally. Um, And then what's the third one? Character. Character. I'm, I am amazed. So when I was, especially when I was single, um, remind me to tell you one of the ways I knew I wanted to marry you, by the way. Um, when I was uh, single, I would look at a girl and I would think, oh man, she's really pretty. Right. And, um, and then I would get to know her and I wouldn't even want to speak to her. Yeah. Like I didn't want to be near her. I didn't want to be in a group with her. And, uh, and it was amazing to me. Character always won out with attraction. Mm-hmm. It didn't always went out with lust, but it always beat it always went out in the attraction mm-hmm. game. Right. And I think the same thing goes for women, maybe with a little couple of different nuances switched around. But when you think about attraction, right, that word comes from science, which comes from magnets, because it's something that like pulls the mm-hmm. two things together. Lust is primarily like a one directive selfish emotion mm-hmm. or emotions, not emotion. Um, experience. Experience. Um, still not the right word, but I'm going to move on. And so I think an attraction is something that like brings the two things like together, yep. like mutually together and binds them together. Mm-hmm. And yep. so I think when, when we think about the women's side of attraction too, a lot of it is very similar. Lust I think is like a, a sticker. You use it once, but it doesn't restick. Yes. And I think it doesn't last. what we want in attraction, what women want in attraction is a same, very similar to what you said. There's that, that compelling factor. And for a lot of times, a lot of women will say, a lot of women will say, like, when they looked at their husbands, they weren't like, oh, wow, he's the mm-hmm. hottest thing that ever walked this yeah. earth. 
what the Thank Lord, God you can't relate to that. What, <laughs> what the Lord began to do in their hearts is to be able to say like, and they do this entire attraction thing where it's like, oh, then that magnetizes them to that person and it yep. compels them towards that person. And it really begins in, in the way that that man res- respects that woman and that way that that man loves that woman and yep. that way that that man sacrifices for that woman yep. and the way that he protects and provides. And that relational dynamic just begins to kind of explode um, and the attraction builds and builds and builds. And so when we look at this question, and I don't know what you said at the time and I don't know what your thinking was in the time, but when we look at the question of does is physical attraction necessary? I would say, is it necessary? No, it's no. inevitable. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. So is physical attraction to your spouse necessary? I don't really know what that means. I don't know what that means maybe, either. Maybe necessary not. to necessary to date them, necessary to marry married, them, necessary to be sexually to aroused have, by them, yes. like whatever. Is it inevitable if you're in a relationship that where some basic ingredients are happening? Is it inevitable? Right. Absolutely. Right. Yep. And it, and we talked about making love grow two days ago mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and I think that applies a lot to this three area. Days ago. So if we yes, three days ago Tuesday, and so if we find that physical attraction is not happening. Yep. I don't think that that's, that's, that's not an uncommon experience for a lot of people, yep. just like being not happy in their marriage is not an uncommon experience or a lot of kind of deathly joy stealing areas of our marriage where we see like the thief has come to steal, kill and destroy. But that's mm-hmm. one of the areas that we have to be able to look, as you said, when we are pursuing that person's character, hopefully, and res- the respect that we're receiving from them, but also the way that we're loving them, hopefully, we begin to facilitate a change yep. that can make us be attracted to them. Yep. So let me let me uh, reiterate something and give it a little more depth. If a woman, a wife, wants to be attractive to her husband, sexually attractive, physically attractive, all that kind of stuff, we talked about respect. We talked about, um, what's the second word I'm looking for? Responsiveness. Responsiveness. And we're talking about character, okay? So then the question is, well, what about what responsibilities do I have with my body? So here's here's an amazing reality that I find. Husbands can believe and see that their their wife might be 10, 20, 40, 50, 80 pounds overweight and yet still be totally attracted to them. Mm -hmm. He may even prefer she lose weight. Most of the time, not always, most of the time husbands prefer their wife lose weight. Because the insecurity it creates in them is is really, really it's heavy. heavy. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times a husband will want his wife to lose weight because that insecurity is brought into the relationship. It's brought into the bedroom. It's brought mm-hmm. into everywhere. And he sees that it's a, it's a, a, a destroying thing. factor, yeah, a destroying force in her life. It's not healthy. But now I'm now I'm I am the wife sitting here listening, and I want to be really just honest about this. The there are husbands who are like, I'm not attracted to you because you're overweight. And I just want to be yeah. really really clear. They're not in a good place. They're not godly. They're not okay. They're 98.7% plausibly addicted to pornography. They are bringing Mm -hmm. that evil into your relationship and into your bedroom. Um, Most porn addicts actually have two worlds that they almost completely separate in their conscious brain. They have their moments of lust, which is like 0.05% of their day. And then they have the rest of their life and they separate them in their brain. I know wives don't understand that, but that is like most guys when they're addicted to pornography, unless they are like all day long addicted to pornography, that's a different level. Most married guys can't do that because they have jobs and a life and whatnot. And so what happens is they have these moments of lust, but 99.5% of their day, they're not living out of that. 
Right. They fall into those places when they're alone. Um, and that and then they go back into that moment, right? Now, is that affecting their life and their marriage and their bedroom? Absolutely. Yes. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying on a conscious level, this is how they're processing it. And so, um, but the guy who tells his wife, I don't find you attractive because you're 20 pounds overweight yeah. is an idiot. Yeah. And I have no issue saying that. He's not okay. Now, you're still married to the guy. Maybe just to be kind to him, you make some shifts in your life to take it out, what, you know. But there are some women who have physical issues and they will not be able to lose weight. Right. There are some women who have given birth and they won't get rid of stretch marks. And the reality is, as you get older, um, bodies start falling apart. Now we're in the room and my son is knocking on the door. So we're going to bring him in and we're going to talk about less sexual things. <laughs> Here he comes. And he's gone. We're back into talking about sexual things. So I, I do want to say that because I do want to I do want to talk to the wife who's saying, no, my husband has a porn standard of beauty Absolutely. and he holds me to it. And he it, feeds that. And, and so, he feeds it. Uh, and therefore, that's what he loves. Mm -hmm. it needs to be killed. Not the husband, the porn. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Just want to be clear. And that's not something we should ever try to live up to. And that's not something that we're called to live up to also, because that would be perpetuating yep. and being codependent into that cycle. Yep. Can I say one more thing? I'm sorry. I know you guys so much to say, but um, so the wife whose husband struggles with porn, but he's not a jerk, right? He's not like trying, he's trying to kill it. Maybe it's a quiet, when no one's there, it's a weakness he has, fine. Um, most wives think he's thinking about porn when they have sex and he's not. Almost always that husband is trying to make a disconnect between that and her. Godly men, godly, ungodly men will do whatever they want. They have yeah. no standard there. I'm just making a clear distinction between godly men and ungodly men, men who are trying to fight and men who just give themselves over. There is a categorical mm -hmm. difference. Godly men though, who have a guilt and shame factor over their porn addiction. Um, they have these moments of weakness, but I've, I've talked to a lot of them and I've asked them directly in, in the bedroom, do these images go through your mind? And here's what they almost all say. Uh, the reality of my wife's body is so powerful. Mm. It is physical. It is real. It is there. That trumps my brain. Now, there are realistic biological effects that it does take longer to be aroused and different things like that. But in terms of his conscious brain, most of the husbands I talk to um, are not thinking about it in those moments for what mm -hmm. it's worth. I think so. If we get to the question and just to wrap up, if we think about attraction and if it's necessary – or if it's good or, or, or what if it's, what if it's not there, what do we do? I think one of the biggest things that we just have to remember is that attraction is rooted in who the other person is. And if we've lost sight of that, if we have forgotten, or maybe they have changed and, and their character has diminished or floated away. Yeah. Um, or you're in the middle disintegrated, of a, that's yeah. what I was looking disintegrated, for. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of times the opportunity is for us to revisit that and then to maybe begin to challenge them. As we talked about yesterday and in insecurities to be able to, to speak the truth of who they are and to create opportunities for them to grow into who they've been created to be and to push them upon that trajectory. Yeah. And so I think attraction is necessary when we are growing mm -hmm. a relationship. If we're looking at someone and there's no attraction there and you're thinking about getting married to it's them, inevitable. but it's something that we have to be continuing to pursue mm. and we have to be continuing. Um, what, I, I don't know if you would even agree with what you just said. Cause I was saying if you're dating yeah. and there's no attraction there, that's probably not a good thing to move into marriage. Yeah. 
Um, it, it might be because uh, the fundamental ingredients are not even there. Or sometimes God's not going to give attraction at all. Like there's a, like a, because that's not who he wants you to be with. Right. Like there, there's a realistic aspect of marital, of romantic attraction. Right. That is just something God infuses into you. It's different than lust. Right. So right. maybe the fourth ingredient is God. Right. And, and, and his blessing over that and yeah. his encouragement of that. And once we're married, then the Lord is seeing that covenant and he takes that very seriously and he, he wants to bless that. And he, I, you know, one of the greatest things in our marriages is that that covenant is made before him and he is the one who holds it together. And therefore he wants that to grow. And so he wants us to gain momentum in our love towards each other. He wants us to gain attraction in our love towards each other. And it's not always going to be easy and he's not always just going to throw it over without any kind of work on our part, mm -hmm. but he is on our side and he wants our marriages to reflect the Christ and the church. And therefore, whether it be attraction or whether it be finding insecurities or whether it be making love grow or whatever things that we've talked about this entire week, he is on our side to be able to do that work in us, to be able to bring himself more glory by allowing us to be better. Um, better is not the right word I wanted to use, but more awesome. Yeah. <laughs> to be more accurate pictures yeah. of Christ and the church and the way that that yeah. love happens. And so as we've talked about love and as we looked at this whole week of love and particularly romantic love, I just think a big thing that I want our listeners to take away is to be able to say, okay, how do I pursue this? Mm -hmm. How do I ask the Lord to be glorified in what I do? And when things are not good, how do I make pointed effort to ask the Lord to help me change those yep. and to be the person who creates that change. So I, I told you I was going to end with, uh, when I knew I want to marry you, when I knew I should marry you. Oh, oh and, yeah. Uh, I thought that, so as I a didn't single, know that was going to happen on air. Okay. Oh yeah. As a, oh, yeah. well, I've said it on air, so why wouldn't I? Oh yeah. We don't want to leave them hanging. I know. Um, so when I was, uh, you know, when I was single, I'd look at a girl and I'd be like, Oh, you know, you'd wonder, could I date them? Could I not? Well, maybe you didn't because you're awesome. Or you dated a guy for two years, so forget that. But anyways, so uh, I remember when you and I started dating, and um, I think it was probably like August or September, and we were gone all summer long. You were in Colorado. I was in Missouri. And, and uh, I got to the – it was in the middle end of the summer, and I had this thought. I had been around all of these single girls, and not once did I ever think they're attractive or not attractive. Not once did I ever think, huh, could I date them or not? Like – you had taken the idea of anybody else, not just off the table, but off my mind. Mm. Like you were like completely satisfying to me in terms of I had no need or want for something else. And I remember I was like, that's the first time I, I actually wondered, like when I was single, if I dated somebody, am I going to be constantly looking around? Will mm. I ever be really content? Yeah, you know? like, how could that possibly like, be that how I'd could be that, content? You know, and, yeah. and uh, like really one person, like I knew that's what I wanted, but I didn't know that it was possible. It was like so quick though. I was like, I had lost, I it didn't even... I just had no desire. I didn't think about it. Mm -hmm. And it hit me um, that I hadn't even thought about it. That's what was mm -hmm. crazy to me. So anyways, you took all the thoughts away. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And right. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you and our listeners too. Yep. Because it's the best holiday. Make love grow. <laughs> I'm doing it. Where? In my mind. <laughs>